You get out there. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's do it. We ready? Go for it. All right. Nino, Pat, cheers. Cheers, man. Thanks for coming on the fireside. Thanks Thank for having you. us. Listen. Appreciate that. Feel blessed to have you guys. You guys are killing it. Yeah, man. We're, we're, we're having a good run right man. Really happy. Yeah, uh, it's going, going well. Yeah, I mean, like, all of a sudden, Jamie was like, hey, this guy Pat's a good dude. You should have him on. I go check out your Instagram, and I'm like, damn. This guy makes a serious, serious basement. And then I found out that you guys were a father-son team, and I was like, that's even better, man. This is awesome. we got to have these guys on. <laughs> that's cool. So, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate, no, I appreciate it. it no, thank you for having us. Yeah, Jamie, Jamie's it. a man. We just, did, we just did a sick basement for him. And uh, it's so cool, man. I see him posting, like, uh, the sauna. The sauna. The sauna, sauna going in and he's the selfie tag, and it's just like, I love this thing. Yeah. I love can see that. him sitting in the sauna with, like, his 9mm or his flashlight. Wait for someone to come in. <laughs> he's the man. He's yeah. great. I, lo- I love he's that the best guy, customer man. He has. You know, he's, he's genuine. Oh, yeah, genuine guy. And that's that's what this whole thing's about. Mm-hmm. So, so, honestly, that's one of the things I love about him the most because that's what we are, man. It's it just That's why it just resonates with me because just being you and not trying to pretend you're someone else it's exactly what he is, and that's how we are. You know, I'm in this business 37 years, man, and that's that's what I tell these guys all the time, man. Just don't pretend to be somebody else. Just, but that's hard to do nowadays, right? Because yep. you you have the social media world where we need to like look a certain way, feel a certain way, and 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 this is about you, not me. But when I came into the finance space, and we talked about this earlier, hanging out, you know, it was like Ryan's got to wear a suit, Ryan's got to drive a Lexus, Ryan's got to do this. And then after I started to make money, I'd be like, no, Ryan's got to be just Ryan. Yeah. And that's what's going to take me to the next level. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what's going to make me happy. Yep. So when he said that to me and I looked at what you guys are doing, I'm like, this dude, this dude, Pat, and his son is good, good people. I want to have them on. Yeah. And, Appreciate that. And, and, and a little bit of housekeeping. You know, what this thing is all about is motivating people who have come from nothing, whether they had, you know, a, a poor upbringing whether or not they were a you know somebody who didn't really excel in school and they were the guy sitting in the cubicle hating life or they didn't pick the college route and you and I just briefly spoke which I didn't even realize you grew up on food stamps so Dude, you know it's legit man it's, yeah, it's a true story th- this thing is uh, you know something that is looking to motivate those types of people to say fuck it you can go do it don't buy into the system don't buy into I don't want to call it slavery because I'm a labor racist but you know, this is something that is, you know, it gets you on the tip, for lack mm-hmm. of a better term. Don't go do that world. Don't go do the traditional route. Go chase what you want to chase, and you have done it, and now pass it down to the next generation, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Um, 100%. And that's why I want to start with you, uh, not to not to cut off Nino, but, you know, tell me a little bit about your, your upbringing, your childhood. And yeah, man. It was, mom and dad. Uh, you know, honestly, listen, we, we could, I could very easily... I said that, you know, I got caught in the system and, you know, I can't make it and, and, and this is holding me down and that's holding me back and, and make every excuse in the world to not be where I'm at today. But truthfully, you know, my parents were separated at a young age. My mother was... How young were you? I, I think at that time I was seven. And, uh, you know, my mother was just thrown... We were in Perth Amboy, um, no money, no nothing. And, you know, literally we're on food stamps. And me and my brothers in um, a rent control, government subsidized thing. Listen, truth is, like, I didn't know any better. I just thought that was life. Yeah. Like, you don't know because you didn't, I didn't yeah, know. you're young. Right, I'm young. I don't know anything else. I honestly didn't even know until about high school that people bought food with money. Yeah. I literally thought, like, this is just what everybody did. You buy That's it, crazy. Isn't it? It's weird. Like, yeah. I was just naive, but... 
didn't know any better because we were in that world, you know. And, uh, you know, she made the best of it and, you know, worked. But it was like, uh, then when I realized, like, okay, you know, there's a whole world out there. She actually got remarried. Um, and it was the best thing that ever happened to me because, you know, he was a hardworking, he was a car salesman, but I consider him like my father. And Nothing he, wrong with a car salesman, right? Dude, Just hustling. let me yep. tell you. Hustler. He hustling. hustled this guy Back in the day, man, not like the way these guys are today, he worked literally from Monday to Friday. He was there from 9 to 9, I swear to you, 9 to 9, Monday to Friday, and 9 to 6 on Saturday every single week, and that was his day job. How old were you? How old were you? Because you're so obviously the, remembering it. Yeah. How old were you? So right there, I'm about 14 when he so comes So how is that impacting life. you today? Tremendously. Yeah. Because the work ethic, because he left there, and you know where he went? He went to go bartend. Yeah. And I looked at him and I said, man, this guy is working for, he, I, he don't even know me. How amazing is those type of people, right? Dude. I, I listened to a podcast of, of Joe Rogan and, and uh, Ben Shapiro, mm -hmm. and they were talking about- Great how, one, by the way. How do you measure, awesome. how do you measure the regular guy in the community who goes out and drives a truck like my father did, or, or is a teacher, or is, a, or is doing something that's basic in the community, mm -hmm. make an average income that then coaches, that then's a great dad, how do you measure the level of success for those type of people? And this guy was providing for you, who wasn't even his kid. Bro, it's, it's crazy, amazing. man. It's crazy. So too many people measure success by money and by your bank account. Mm. It's bullshit. Yeah. It's by your life, what you've contributed, what you've given. You know, happy. it's not just that money alone, man. And we talk about this a lot where I always say, like, you know, you can make a million dollars a year, but if you have no quality of life, you're broke. Yeah. Right? Truth, you got to find that balance, man, where mm -hmm. you got that right like amount of money and the right quality of life. Very hard to figure out. But getting back to like a guy like my stepdad who's my father. I don't even like to call him my stepdad because, you know, he he taught me like that hard work, man. You will get what you want. Like don't He's still alive? No, unfortunately he passed away. Did but, you see some of your success? Oh yeah, he did. In the beginning. Yeah. And yeah. and it felt good. And he was always like very supportive, you know. And uh I remember man, you know, going to work, right? At sixteen years old, man, just getting a job, I was cleaning the meat room for two dollars and ten cents an hour. Never Where was that it. meat room? Oh uh, it was <laughs> actually in Farmingdale, right by your yeah, house. Right by did my I ever house. tell you that? It's a shopping right, bag now, right by my it's house. It's a shopping bag, know? right. I, I worked every night after wrestling practice. I used to take my bike, rain, snow, didn't matter. Go over there, I'd work four hour shift every night. The meat packers or cutters, whatever they butchers, they would leave. I'd walk in, four hour shift, two dollars and ten cents an hour, right? You know, so eight dollars and forty cents, and then they took taxes out. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I did that every Don't you night. Love the government. It yep. was crazy, man. <laughs> but but my point was like, you know, and then he was even like, listen, man, you know, you're only young once, you know, whatever I was making, he'd sell one car and, you know, take my month. And, yeah, of you course, know, yeah. He's like, listen, try and enjoy life a little bit while you're young. You got the rest of your life to work. So he taught me some crazy lessons, you know, about yeah, a lot of wisdom. Dude, mm -hmm. a lot of wisdom. Yep. Yeah. People who are, are not successful in a sense of bank account yep. uh, have a ton of wisdom. Yep. And, uh, wisdom. you know, you are uh, obviously showing that today. So tell me a little bit about how the whole basement business got started. Um, and again, I know, you know, this is probably prior to having your son. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. Tell me how this business got started. So it's a crazy evolution, man. I knew right away um, in high school, all my friends were, 
junior year, right? They're, uh, they're all taking the SATs and they're all talking about colleges and this and I'm thinking, and we're hanging around and we're drinking and doing this and doing that and, and they're all talking about, yeah, I think I'm gonna do this and that. And I'm like, I'm th sitting there, I'm going, man, I ain't doing any of that shit. Like, I don't want, I'm not interested, I don't care. Did you hate school? Yeah, I hated it, man. I had yeah. to like, please, man, just to get out of high school was a challenge. Like, yeah. I was a horrible student, hated school, hated everything about it. I liked, I mean, don't Were you ever told that you weren't going to be successful or anything oh, like that? Oh, 100%, man, yeah. you know? And, and it's funny, right? The only it's reason great. I stayed in school was for wrestling, man, honestly. Yeah. Otherwise, I probably would have dropped out at 16. So after this, we should go on the grass and see who's going to go. Man. Yep, let's go. Actually, actually, I'm going to leave that for him. <laughs> I got to in your weight class. Don's red division. Don. <laughs> yeah, man. But, but that's a whole other thing, man, I'd talk about is like we're a little off topic here, but wrestling because uh, is no, it. No, I big? think that's driven. I think the athlete who is, not to cut you off, sorry, but the athlete yeah. who is so fucking driven and knows how to like get in there in the sauna, sweat it out. You got to mm -hmm. do this, the grind, the grind, the grind. Like, when you're grinding now, like you're not worried about it. You're not doing that old school no. shit that you did to make weight. It's easy, mm -hmm. dude. Let me tell you, one of my favorite quotes in the entire world. And I'm a big like quote guy and like inspirational stuff. Dan Gable, man. Yeah. Once you wrestle, out there. everything else in life is easy. Yeah, and I, I believe that. He is the best example you'll ever mm -hmm. meet of that. This kid had so many challenges growing up in wrestling and persevered. Like you, like you couldn't believe he wasn't the most, and I don't mean it's disrespectful, the most talented, like, oh, he's a natural state yeah, champ. Exactly. He I had, had to work to for it, work my ass off and learn. So, so, so talk about that for a second. And we could jump around like this podcast is unscripted. Yeah, so I like, like over place yeah, go all over the place. <laughs> I, love, I love being all over the place. It's amazing. He's like, squirrel, bing, yep. bing, bing. <laughs> Same this way. is great. I love it. So tell me about the challenges. What challenges? So started off for yeah. knee surgeries. I had seven knee surgeries throughout. Seven? My, yep. Throughout my high school career. Damn. I had seven meniscus surgeries. If we had a fight, I'm gonna kick you in the knee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's where you go. Up. Go I'd home. be limping home. I'd be crawling in my truck. <laughs> go home. <laughs> but uh, I started off with a meniscus tear. Then I tore my ACL, my MCL. I broke my tibia. But now I have no meniscus in both my knees. Got them both taken out. It's all better now. It hurts a little bit, but uh, that was the biggest challenges. I'd get surgery, wrestle three weeks later after the surgery because it was during season. They would just take my meniscus out. I'd heal a little bit, go back to wrestling. It was actually districts. My so, so year. I'll so, never so forget about that. Going. So talk about that, right? Before you get on your story, how did you say, you know, I'm going to continue to battle through this? Like, I, I, hey, Dad, like I'm getting injured. My, yeah. my knee is, mm -hmm. for lack of a better term, fucked up. Like... Should I keep doing this? How did you keep doing it? I that? never even thought not to keep doing it. Dude, that's the, I that's the answer I, I had the drive. That, that, yeah, yeah, I had the drive. That, and first, I'm cut, so glad you said it like And that. first, cutting weight, too. Yeah. No, hold on. Let, let me drop York, You were man. pissed that you were hurt. You wanted to get back as fast as <laughs> you could. I, I did go back as fast as I could. I would go back two and a half weeks later after a surgery. Yeah, man. The, the real chip thing bad. here with Nino, man, just to jump in. Like, I'll remember, I'll go back to freshman year. You're 135 pounds. You got a pretty decent team. And but there's a hole at 106. Yeah. And what does he say? I'll go down. I'll fill the hole. I'll drop it. What yeah. were you? What were you? A 135. 135. Yeah. yeah. Drop down. That's a big cut. And I was skinny dude. at 135. That's dude. a big cut. Not to be like racist or anything, but I look like a Holocaust survivor. No, you. It was. It was honestly. It was bad. Yeah, I can show you pictures. It really, was, really. You bad. saw my ribs. I was throwing up because I had a parasite from not eating, I guess, in my stomach. So Damn. every time I drank water, it would come back up. It was weird. He was in a hot dude. He's in a hospital one day on an IV. And the doctor comes in. First of all, they pull me in a room uh, aside and goes, like, like I was like one of those uh, 
parents, what was it? Dyfus, that was it. Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah, like, hey, Pat, what are you doing? What are you yeah, doing? Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, no, that fucking kid's nuts, yeah, bro. Yeah. I ain't doing shit to I, him. Yeah, I'm telling him to eat. <laughs> you know, no, I no, freaked but, out on the nurse because she was giving me too much water. I had to make weight the next day. Bro, he, <laughs> great. they, they connect, had IV in. They connect like, him to the IV and the first thing he says to me, he goes, dude, how many pounds is that IV? Because I'm not going to make weight if they put that whole thing in me. I'm like, bro, you're not wrestling tomorrow. Like, you know. Let's see, time out for a second. That's why you guys are so successful. Mm-hmm. Like, look look at that. You, whatever you did, I know you were the dad that was worried about your kid. Yeah. You were worried to make sure that, like, he was okay. He was thinking, I need to go do this match yeah. for my dad. Well, yeah, it was really for, for my team. It was actually really for the team. For yeah. my team. I, I hope he wasn't doing it for me because I don't want that to be the case. Mm-hmm. But he was just such a team player and wanted to win and succeed. Listen, I'm not saying you're the dad no, no. sitting there being... Hey, you got to do this. You're the guy pushing his son. Yeah. Your son was walking in your footsteps of a dude who wanted to be a champion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and that's, that's, that's awesome. His attitude eyes. from day one was real simple. Failure is not an option. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah. And, and, and honestly, I got to be honest with you. I say it all the time. Dude, I knew, I knew at freshman year, right, when I seen what he did, I said, I don't know what he's going to end up doing, where he's going, how it's going to happen. Where the road's going to lead, but I know one thing, he's going to be successful. I knew it right there. Yeah, it was that mindset. Knew it right mm-hmm. there, man. It was that mindset, that killer mindset. It's yep. a killer mindset, It right? is a killer mindset. Exactly. Like it Joe is. Rogan says it. He talks about it on his podcast all the time. But you're, you're like you the nicest kid, right? Mm-hmm. I, I have the biggest heart. Like, yeah, exactly. I can tell you're a good dude, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, and it, it's crazy, man. Like you, dude, So that's something like you can't teach. You either, you either got that in your soul or you don't. And he, he had it, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So... We're gonna jump around, right? We're all we're all we're all ADD right now, which yeah, is awesome. Going love. back and forth, <laughs> <laughs> fucking great. It's like a straight fuck the system. It is. <laughs> Three ADD people sitting in that fire. Yeah, so, it's bad. I'm having a hard time sitting here right now. By the way. <laughs> yeah, you're like ready to go, jumping jacks. Yeah, I'm ready, ready to go. So let's talk about the business, right? When did the business get started? So I actually started. Um, all right, funny story, right? Like we, we, we were back to like my friends, what are they going to do? So they all take the SATs. They go and take the SATs on a Saturday. And I went to go work for my old man and my uncle. And I was spackling. And, you know, I started out like as a taper, you know, the sheetrock spackling, right? And I did that for a little bit. My uncle happened to be the head of the tapers union. So my whole family was in that, my, my father, my cousins. And it was great, man. Like he's the business agent. He's in control. We could do whatever we want. We get this job with, with benefits and annuities. So here I am in high school, right? Now, fast forward from the $2.10 an hour, um, I remember it was four fifty-eight, man. I was making out of the union. It was like $14, I'm sorry, $14.58. And with benefits and annuity, I'm still in high school. But he's getting me on these jobs because he's a business agent. And, uh, you know, my buddies are like making no money. Now I'm doing that. And, you know, m- now... We go another year or two. During college, my friends are at Rutgers. You know, they're broke college kids. I'm showing up with like pocket full of money because I'm working at a union, yeah. and I'm the guy buying all the beer and hanging out with them. But I'm working it, and they're going to college. But I'm kind of getting that college experience because I'm hanging out with them in Rutgers, mm-hmm. and and so on. But you know, but then I realize real quick. I go, this is not challenging enough for me because you know, here I am, back on the wall all day. I said to the one guy one day, I go, dude, they should write like math equations on the wall. Like I'm staring at this blank friggin' wall all day, like mindless. I, I, so I said, I got to get out of here, man. And then I joined, so the, car- you do? joined the Carpenters Union because now I want to be creative. I want to go into Carpenters Union. So I, get, I go in for a four-year apprenticeship program. 
And here's where it gets kind of funny, right? Um, I'm young still, right? Now I'm in a, I leave the tapers union where I have all these connections and I want to get my own path. I get in the carpenters union and my father actually helped me get in there. Um, had some connections. Stepdad or father? My actual father. actual father. I have to take the test, but I have to pass. Like you have to be legit, but now I'm in there. It's not even two years and I decide I'm going to start my own company. Why? Because I knew I could. I knew I'm, I'm, I'm working for all these people. I'm going to fucking idiots. But what? But what, what, what was in you that said that I could do it? So the guy is in the union today. He's going, this guy's from the fucking hood. This guy's doing a jail program. Like, I, I, I'm in this fucking thing. But they're paying me 75 an hour in my total package. Mm-hmm. You know what got what me, man? Do it? I walk on a job. So the way it works in a union hall, right? You shape the hall. You're down the hall. Somebody calls and says, yeah, we're building a shop right. We need two carpenters. All right, who's next on the list? Pat, go ahead. Go to shop right. Go to work there. Show up, busting my ass. I'm flying. I got this going on. I'm like, yeah, I want to show these guys what I got. Shop steward shows up to me. He goes, yo, dude, take it easy. Yeah, chill you out. need to slow down. I go, chill out. Yeah. I go, go fuck yourself. I'm going to work. Yeah, I'm ready to kill it. I'm yeah. ready to kill it. He goes, no, no, listen. You know, that's not the way it works here. I go, maybe not for you, but that's the way it works here for me. And right off the bat, man, I knew it was this. Yeah, it was bad. And, and I said, you know what? I'm going to my own business. And I'm going to start my own business. I'm going to show these guys that this isn't how it's done. So I did. I started my business, you know, my own thing. And it got really awkward, man, by like my senior year of like the apprenticeship program. Because now I got a business and I'm building. I remember, man, it was a furniture store. And now it's my job. I'm building it. I own the company. And now I got to call the local union hall. It happened to be in my union hall. For guys, who do they send out? My teacher. Like, you want to talk about awkward, yeah. right? So he shows up and he's like, he walks in, he goes, Time out real quick. So, I ain't working so for So in him. that moment, in that moment, what, I was, his ego kicked well, in. Well, his ego kicked yeah, in. Definitely. Yeah. But, but the yeah. funny thing was, mine wasn't. For me, it yeah. was just you like. You loved on him. Dude, I, I, there was hey, no. you helped me out in the past. Dude, a hundred. Freaking percent, man. How crazy is that? That ego just fucks people. He couldn't do it, dude. So he leaves, he, whatever. They send another guy out. But I always did the right thing. I, I never, even to this day, I don't care if I got a guy, like, cleaning crap out of a floor. You know, if he's running late, I'm jumping in that basement. I'm helping him out. I, I, I treat him the same way that I'll treat, if I meet the, well, not this president, but if I meet <laughs> anybody, yeah. I would treat them the same way Trump, I treat definitely. that. Yeah, Trump, I treat the same way. <laughs> but actually worked for him, yeah. believe it or not. Mm-hmm. So, so listen, we, we, obviously you're a fucking great guy, both of you. We could spend three hours on this podcast, but I don't know, people's attention span. Yeah. So fast forward a little bit. You're starting to have some su- success in basements? No, at that point, man, I'm like a commercial contract. I'm a normal contractor. You know, doing commercial work, union using the union hall, doing stuff like that, and then I realized like, like that was a. How much were you making then? What was the business doing in Rebs? Um, well, before you shut it down, you were making good money. Well, yeah. So well, I you might have not been making good money, bringing in a lot of money. That's a really good yeah. point. The gross. So, the gross. so yeah. So, so when I shut down my commercial business, I was probably thirty-four. I was doing about fifteen million a year in business, yeah. and that sounds like big numbers, right? Everybody yeah. out there, like, hey, listen, fifteen million, we're rich. What were you taking home? That was the thing. That that was the thing I didn't know, and I've learned. I it didn't. It wasn't a matter of how much you're Why didn't doing. Why did you know? Were how you not much? The proper I was PML? young, man. I was still young, and I was just like, "Wow, well, no, like, give money. me give me details," because these are young people that are going to watch this. 
What did you know? Were you not running the proper P&L? Yeah, so I wasn't. And I really, we, I was just all about like, let's go, let's get the job, let's move, let's get, all right, we did another million, we signed another contract, right? But really at the end of the day, it was what you take home. Oops. You know what I mean? Not what you grow. That's what I preach, man. Mm-hmm. It's what you take home. And, you know, I'd look back on a year, and I was doing good. Don't get me wrong, man. For that age, you know, making, maybe I was making 150000 you know, but relatively. 150000 on $15 million is fucking right. small Dirt. margins. Well, yeah. well, well, the rest of the story is I was working 100 hours a week. Yeah. Like, You're literally. your time for money. And right. waiting for your money. That was the key. The that's, the, that's the thing that got me out of the business because I was a bank. I had the account for coach. Right, Coach Pocketbook, right? Free home. Yeah, you feel like coach, coach, I'm yeah. the man, coach. Building a coach store. Crazy, yeah. man. I we I signed a contract, a three hundred thousand dollar store, gotta get it done in forty five days. Yeah, I'm all about that. I'm listening. Getting cool. Yeah. Uh, uh so and uh by the time I got a three hundred thousand dollar contract, by the time I get my first payment, the store almost sell in pocketbooks and I've laid out the three hundred thousand. How many so, months? How many months? Month and a half. Yeah, fuck that. But you don't yeah, get paid my money. Exactly. I was getting yeah. paid 60, I 90 days. I don't, I, don't, I don't do well with that. Like, if I add value, that. give me Pay money. me right now. Well, that's what got mm-hmm. me out of the business. And then one day, imagine this, but right? But what gave you that, that mindset to say, fuck you, you're, I, I'm better than this? Bro, let me tell you. a lot of guys you. would chase down the coach. They'd be like, catch, catch, you know? catch. You know, like, this is a fancy bullshit. I had a lot of national well, accounts. And fuck the coach. Jackson, Jackson Outlet. I built Jackson Outlet Mall. I built, you know... I, you know Wegmans on Route 9 and people maybe people don't know the area built that whole shopping center did all that and it got to the point where I remember man the year I closed that commercial business down we did 15 million that year I had a 7,000 square foot building I had architects engineers estimators project managers it was filled I walked in one day and I said guys I'm done this is not profitable. it's over yeah. it was you know I go I can't do this anymore because I'm going to be dead so let me fast forward so how did you get into the basement business this is how. This is, the, this is the moment right here, I'm telling you. So I walk in, I said, I'm closing it down. They all looked at me and said, what are you talking about? We got, we got contracts coming in, we're doing 15 million, we're doing this. I go, it's over, yeah. it's done. I'm not profitable. Because mm-hmm. yeah, we're gonna do 15 million, but I'm gonna be dead. So how do you handle that though, Pat? So when you're a guy that's hustling, you're hooked up with all these great connections because of the guy that you are, um, which is easily likable, I could tell in, in, a, in a very short time frame. How do you tell the guys around you, like, hey, this is not profitable to me? And how do you acknowledge that? How do you identify that? So I did it the right way, man. I came to everybody. We had about a year's worth of backlog. I said, listen, I'm closing down, but nobody's fired. We got a ton of work here. You got probably eight months to a year to find a job. You know what I mean? Like, no, you, you could stick around right until the end. You tell me you got something tomorrow. God bless you. Uh, yeah, I support it. But we're going to slowly just not take no more contracts. We're not going to screw anybody over. We're going to pay everybody. We're going to pay all the benefits that we owe out. We're going to leave in the right way and in due time. Now, that happens over the year. That's rare, though. You're a good guy. Dude, it was, we did it right. I probably, when it was done, when I made that decision, we probably had about I, I mean, $1.5 million in receivables on the books. Probably about five hundred was bad. We got a lot of it. And, but I had an old fuck moment when it was done. Now it's done, and I'm like, I walk into the office, and it's empty, and I go, all right, now what? Yeah, I'm broke. Like, no, like, <laughs> legi- like, like legit. Like, I'm like, what do I do now? And my oldest daughter, who's 34 now, she was just going into high school. I'm 35, so we're close. Yeah, age. so mm-hmm. age of my oldest kid, right? Yeah. So um, she's just going into high school, and... Uh, she's probably a killer. She's probably a fucking absolute killer. I, I got to be honest with you, man. 
it, you, you don't have enough time to talk about my kids. You know, you have your son in the game. You now have your daughter in the game. Like, tell me what Fish, finished basements, New Jersey, is all about. What was your vision? Yeah, so we just wanted to be different, man. So, so we just, I knew like what was going on out there. People were doing these basements with these cheesy drop ceilings and paneling on the wall. And I was like, what is this, man? It's just junk. Like, there's no reason for it. Like, we got to think outside the box. There's a lot of better ways to kind of like create this. And, you know, you know, we can go just down a whole different road. And, and that's exactly what we did. So I'll go down that road real quick. So uh, one of the things that jump out to me, because my dad is a Packers fan. Yeah. Uh, my friend Don, who's here, like childhood friend, is a big Packers fan. Like, tell me about that Packers basement. Like, like yeah. Yeah. what was up with that, man? Like, did you guys buy the memorabilia? Or this guy already had it. Like... The way, the way those basements usually work, and we do a lot of like theme basements now, which is kind of cool. And the way they usually work is the people have it, right? So we just did, um, we just did Brian Leonard. He, he's a professional football player, played at Rutgers. Uh, so he had all his, you know, his helmets, his gear, and all this stuff. And we kind of designed his basement for him. Um, another one is uh, Jason Welch, right? Yeah, this guy great. had a great collection of stuff. And he came to us and he's like, I want to, I want this and I want that. And I'm a big golf guy. A crazy collection of stuff. Variety. Shaq shoe. Dude, how much Shaq shoe, bro? Uh, Trump signed golf clubs. Uh, so what do you well, do? Tiger what do you, Woods. You know, what do you do for that guy? For Jason? Yeah, what, this guy's got random gear. He's got random memorabilia. What do you do for him? So first we got his wish list. And then once we designed his basement, we tried What's to figure out. What's the wish list about? Tell me that. The wish list? Yeah. It all depends on the customer. So Jason... He's very he's fortunate. Got that very, yeah, he he does very well for himself. So he put a golf simulator in his basement. Well, hold on, just stop. That's that started. That we had to dig his basement out four feet to get a golf yeah, simulator. I think I've seen that one. I think Crazy, awesome, awesome basement. Page. Awesome but, basement. bro, by the way, awesome guy, man. Mm -hmm. Like you know, just like good people matter. I, so Great I guy. love when I see a guy like him, you know, that wants something like that because they're just he's just a good guy and, mm -hmm. and I'm like ha we're happy to like work with him we can like feel There's like we can people hang out we want to work at and we work with great yeah. guy man everything works out perfect with them they're great people no one complains when you work with customers like that so you're so you're so you're 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 hustling this now basement business mm -hmm. you obviously have a son how did you implement the son because the father-son team is not easy yeah, so usually you hear a lot where, you know, a, when a business gets handed down a next generation, it usually, you know, kind of falls, right? I got to be honest with you, in this case, it's going to flourish. It's, it's not one of those normal situations. I see it all the time, why? man. Because of him. That's why. Well, and because you, you taught me how to work for things, not just give it to Dude, me. So I work my ass yeah, off. Yeah, I mean, it's so true. So that's, that's your dad losing his ego and you saying, I'm going to take over to take the reins. Yeah, huh so tell me what you guys did what was, what was on your most like monumental blow you up on social media basements so it's it's, it's that's actually a really good, good question man yeah, yeah it's a, i will tell you there, there's actually a moment there's one defining moment and i'll tell you how it happened it's funny because ben who's doing like my social media right there, great guy by the way dude mm -hmm. i told him to come by i told him to come he, by. you know what he, i he love should. that guy man yeah. he's awesome I'm really fortunate to have him right now, and he's just doing, he's doing great, you know, running the social He speaks so highly of you guys. Dude, he's awesome. And we do of, of him as well. Guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, listen, man, our, it's, it's weird, right? Off, off topic, I know I got your question, but, you know. Run with it. it. It's so funny, man. Like, you know, I think back in the day, you know, I'm placing ads in newspapers and this and that, and now it's like all social media. Like, we had that TikTok yeah. video that blew up 6 million views. 
you know, crazy shit. And when shit. Jamie introduced me to you, I was like, oh, these guys got 100,000 followers. Like, I didn't, like... I'm a nobody. Why do these guys want to come on my show, Jamie? <laughs> like, you guys are killing me. No, we're me. nobodies, man. We need Jamie to post us yeah, more. Yeah. No, he, are you kidding me? Every day he's posting sauna. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Everything you guys built for him. Yeah, it's so cool. And how, how did you move that to the next generation? Because so, so, that's a problem. So what happened, I, I'll never forget the day. I walk in this guy's house in Manalpin. Remember the guy's name and everything. And I'm at the guy's front door. I walk in. And we were doing some pretty cool shit. And, um, and he, goes, he goes, listen, man. I want something you've never done. I want something cool as shit, blah, blah, blah. And, sorry, man, my phone's blowing up here. So, you know, it doesn't Take stop. It. No, it's yeah, yeah, what's up? I need uh, a basement. <laughs> well, hold on. If it's a job, bro, I might have to actually take that. <laughs> uh, so, anyhow, I, I'll never forget, man. I'm standing at the guy's front door. I didn't even walk through the threshold yet. And he's looking at me. I'm like, so what's going on? You know, he goes, dude, I got two kids. My wife's pregnant with twins. I go, I got it, bro. You know, I said, how about we put a slide in your, in your first floor, we hide it behind a fireplace. We make it run into the basement, right into a kid's room. Never did that before. I had no idea. Like, I've never done that. I just, like, made it up at his door. I wanted to get in. So you do you feel like you have a, a visionary attitude? Oh, 100%. Definitely. 100%. Do you feel like, you know, between, has that evolved with Nino? And, and listen, mm -hmm. there's no ego ever. I, this, this, I want realness in my show. Oh, yeah. Do you feel like your dad is still the visionary? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Listen, yes, and I also go to jobs and layout and design all the jobs by myself. I do all the architectural drawings, so I'm pretty much designing the basements, but he taught me exactly how to do that. Yeah, how to think that Dude, way. Let, exactly. me, let, me, let me tell so you So many something. different ways you could design a basement 100%. to make it look nice or make it look ugly. He taught me how to make them all look beautiful. We're 4,000 oh. basements in, and it took me 4,000 basements to learn how to like design a basement right. Mm -hmm. And there's nobody in the country What's the most important thing in the basement? So The design. Design, step one. 100%. But where I'm going with that is where he's at right now on basement designs is ridiculous for his age. Ridiculous. Because I wasn't there until just a few years ago. So his learning curve is like mm -hmm. insane. And I walk in basements all the time where he'll get there ahead of me. And he's, I said, get started. And he's not afraid to take the bull by the horns and, and go. And he'll come in and I'll look at the design. I'll be like, holy shit. Like, this is exactly what I would have done. That's and, awesome. And it's mm -hmm. crazy, What a rewarding man. feeling as a Dude, dad. Dude, you, you, the mm -hmm. feeling is... And this kid's a stud, oh, I can tell. Swear <laughs> to God, bro. I'm not kidding you, man. It, he's the real deal. And, and I can feel it. And, and now even having, like, my daughter Brooke involved, same thing, man. She's flipping houses and she's doing shit that I never thought of. So, so what I love is that the, the younger generation is thinking about shit that I didn't think about. You know what I mean? And most guys like my age, getting back to, like, your question... Guys at 56, I talk to my competitors, right? We run into each other sitting at Home Depot, and I'm like, going back like 10 years. What are you doing, man? Ah, I'm going to start an Instagram account. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to go on YouTube. They laugh at you. And I'm like, what are you doing, bro? Yeah. Like, I don't even mm -hmm. know what YouTube yeah. is. Mm -hmm. I'm like, then be left behind because you're an idiot. And and I was that guy that, you know. So I, I'm, I'm a part of the Lions Den, and uh, Sean Whalen is a pretty patriotic guy. I'm, yep. I'm, I'm a patriotic guy. Same. And he says, cheers to America. Yep. And he says, your competition's getting on social media. Your competition's getting better at video. Your competition's getting better at social media. Your competition is understanding the virtual world as you get left behind. 100%, mm -hmm. man. And, 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 and as I look at your page, and again, I didn't realize before I had you guys on, that you had the following that you have. I mean, you guys are fucking. And that only that. happened within the last two years. Yeah, it's new, man. We had maybe when I was what in you, college. What do you attribute that to? Right. Yeah. What do you attribute that to? So I, I attribute it to us being one genuine and real, 
and being creative. Yeah, you're so, so real. Yeah, I can content. Tell, first content. of all, I can mm -hmm. tell that you two coming on, and I want to put this out there, coming to my backyard, instantly you're in my garage, instantly you had to my wife, the dog, like, you guys are fucking real dudes. I love you guys both. Mm -hmm. And right. I can tell I appreciate your life really and your daughter and, and so on. And, and that, that's what makes me excited. But what do you think, was it, I, don't, I, don't, I really don't know. Was it Jamie's basement? Was it like what took you to the next level? No, so Jamie's basement's awesome, but you know, and it's just gonna keep going, right? But the point that I remember it changing was this guy I was just telling you about where I'm at his front door and we talked about this slide. And now I just came up with this idea. I don't even know where it came from, right? And then I'm like, holy fuck, can I do this? Like, I don't even know if yeah. I can do now it. I gotta, now <laughs> I got to figure this out. But I got through the door, man. Now, now I'm in the door. Yep. And yeah. I'm going, all right, let me figure this out here, man. And I'm talking to the guy, and then I'm looking. I'm like, yeah, I think I can actually fucking pull this thing off, man. And, and we did. You know, and it was kind of goofy, man. I went online, and I bought. What year was that? This is about. Four years ago, sixteen probably, seventeen think, maybe. maybe. And was that years? was that was that before your your takeoff curve yeah, on your Instagram totally. curve? Yeah, we didn't what even were you have an Instagram account. account. What were you doing? No, I don't think we had an Instagram. We started. I started it when I was in college. What were you doing? You started it at that time. Pardon me. What were you doing in revs? Um, probably a million a year in business, maybe. Maybe. And, Maybe not 60 even. basements okay, a year. Five, maybe not, not even. even. Maybe 50 basements, 30. Yeah. And you were probably doing awesome stuff at the time yeah. still, like you're doing still, today. Still ahead of everybody else. And where did the Instagram come from? Nino? Nino. Mm -hmm. Nino when said, I was in Alabama at college. Yeah, young kid, dad, you got to get honest. Did mm -hmm. you fight that at all? Hell no. I, I got to tell you, man, I'm the, I'm the most open guy in the world. Like, I could be in a basement trying to come up with a design and doing something, and they can have their five-year-old kid walk in the basement and go, hey, Dad, can we hang a swing for me to play on? Like, and I'm listening to that kid. Yeah. I'm not going, hey, get your kid out of here. He's bothering us. Like, like you never know where something's mm -hmm. going to come yeah, that's from. That's not your heart. I can tell you. Just no, love you on never people. know, yep. man, where the next freaking genius idea is going to come from. It could come from a five-year-old kid. Like, so you're over-minded to hear. 100%. Your ego's removed. Oh, mm -hmm. Ego doesn't exist. That's so, that's so yeah. powerful. If your ego is in the way, you're not going to so, succeed. So over not. the next five years, what was your revs over the next five years from that million-dollar point to five years later? So, it, 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 listen, it wasn't some overnight excess. It just creeped up from, like, long hours, hard work. But that point of doing that basement, we did that slide. We posted it on Instagram, and then somebody seen it, and we had like maybe a thousand followers. Mm -hmm. I don't know how it happened, but somebody seen it. They picked it up. They sent it to somebody else, and then Insider Magazine, Insider Magazine, yeah, picks and a it couple up. other magazines picked it up. And yeah. then after that, everyone started following us. Everyone wanted to. They were doing interviews. They wanted us to do their basement. We'd have famous people calling us to do their basement. It was pretty cool. What, yeah. what, what famous people? Just so you know, we just we get situation situation. We get, situation. We, get, we, get mm -hmm. we got um like football players, and now. We're, what we're doing now. And the DJ that just bought that house. Yeah, yeah, that too. Yep. I forgot his name. Yeah. He's a really famous DJ. He's so, moving to New Jersey. Yeah, so we're getting that. But, but what's happening too right now is because there's no one in the country that's designed as many basements as me and now Nino even, that we're starting to get to the point where we're like, all right, our business is, we'll, we'll travel an hour at a freehold in New Jersey. Um, but really, like, how do we like, increase that? Do you want to scale that? So Let's talk about scale. Yeah. So so how do you scale that, right? It's it's not easy because especially now it's hard to get it's hard to get workers. It's hard to get employees. But one talent in, that we have that I want to talk on that real quick though. Yeah. Why do you think it's hard to get employees and listen, man? Don't even get me started on what's going for on. For right now, right yeah. Now. Like because that's a whole nother podcast. Let's bro. let's let's, let's talk it real quick in about five minutes. Why do you think that the the, the labor force like right, what blows my mind? I had a guy. Tom, 
who was very successful with building in the Navasink area. Mm -hmm. They build the Tercibio's home. You know, these guys own Torcon Construction Management. Sure yeah, I know them. Mm -hmm. My yeah. client is their CFO, um, Steve Franco, great guy. And, you know, you see these types of people doing these things and you're going, all right, wait, how do I get to the next level? What am I trying to do? Like, what did you do that said, I'm gonna go get to the next level and then I'm gonna scale it. Like what 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 came up in your mind? What came up in your thoughts? So first of all, you had you gotta differentiate differentiate yourself from everyone else, right? So you gotta have out of the box thinking. You can't, you know, we go into a job, right? The first thing we do is we listen. We listen. We meet with a homeowner, we hear, what are you into? So what important. are your kids into? It's the most what do you, what thing. do you like? So you they, you know. Then they start to like you and they think you're a good guy because it, but we are though. We but, are but exactly. it's genuine. We most really contractors are, will go in there, oh that won't work, that won't work, that won't work. Yeah, they think they're big they, dick. Exactly. exactly. They think but, the but a lot of contractors walk in and customers will tell me this later and say, they'll walk in and like, all right, what do you want to do? They're like, um, I don't know, like you're the professional, like what would you want to bet? You know, and it's real cold. We're walking in, we're listening. All right, your kids are into soccer. I got an idea, man. Why don't we do a soccer wall? But, you know, we'll make it disappear. I had one guy. On the spot, too. The tennis wall. That tennis was on the wall. Spot. It's a great yep, example. Cool. Right? The guy was like, him and his wife are battling, right? She's like, I want this beautiful basement. I don't want anything cheesy down here. He's like, I want to come down here and serve my tennis racket, right, into a wall. How do you make this beautiful half a million dollar basement and have a place for the guy to serve? Because you used to go down in the basement and serve into the block wall. That's crazy. It's unfinished. I go, dude, I got you both, man. Like, I got you both. You're both good. You guys You're, built crazy. Cool. You're getting a beautiful basement. You guys basement. built cool yep. shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I feel like I'm so poor. I can't even hang in your world. It's so fucking great. <laughs> no, but that's funny, too, because we do it all, man. We, we can, we, our biggest feedback we get on our Instagram, Instagram and all and this And our stuff, website, too. Small basements, man. Yeah. People want to see more of what we could do. Because that's a buying like game, 500 right? square feet. Well, we'll it's, make the, it's more projected. of the average person. You yeah. know what I mean? Not everybody's and that's half who you were. dollars in their basement. Yeah. That's how your son came up. Exactly. Right, up. and we do mo most of those jobs. We do a lot of yeah. jobs like that. So we're, we're obviously all jumping around. We all have way too much ADD. <laughs> yeah, dude. We. I don't even know what you're supposed to be talking about. Yeah, what was the conversation? Wait, he asked me some random What'd you say? So wait, is that a dog? So you guys go from like this small million dollar business to this 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 guy who like gave you the 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 hiccup. What did your revenues jump to? So right now we're sitting at about four million a year. That dude, that's great yeah. business, man. Yeah, mm -hmm. but and, and and quite honestly, like we could, we're getting a lot of hits. We could do more, but we're trying to be real true with people and let them know like what we can do, how we can do it. So how do you do that, All right? So this is in my business. You know, I know what my target market client is, right? Mm -hmm. So you have, you know, the, the business owner that's let's just call it is doing three million dollars of revs. He's taking home five to seven hundred fifty thousand dollars of income. He could do a lot more, you know, call it investment way. Uh -huh. My compliance is going to be mad at me, but they're allowed to do a lot more. Of me. How do you, how do you help that guy who's the small five hundred square foot person and and still? Because I can tell that in your heart, you want to help that guy who has five hundred square feet, probably more than the guy that you can make a lot more money 100%. on. Hundred percent. Twenty four hundred. How do you? Do that. So I got to be honest with you. Right now, it's kind of really funny you ask me that question because it's the biggest challenge with us right now. Because here we are. You, you, you know, somebody's listening and they're saying, "Oh my God, doing four million a year. These guys are making so much money." Dude, we're busting our asses. Yeah, I, I, I could tell. We're, by your we stories. are like day and eighty night. hours a week. Yeah, yeah. Right. and and it's not. And we got employees. Everybody's paid well. 
everybody does well. So how many employees hard. do you have? It's hard because we're, it's a tough You're bringing question. in subcontractors. It's right? a lot of subcontractors, but these guys are really like dedicated to us. So tough question to answer. I mean, I, I say all the time, there's at least a hundred people, at least that rely on us, mm -hmm. at least. But you that's know, but that's that's, like, that's, a, that's a big pressure. It is a lot of pressure, man. Mm -hmm. It is. It dude, is a big you're pressure. Like, you're keeping a hundred people busy. Rick, Rich Hall, who builds all the beautiful houses out here on on uh, you know Manilokan Bayhead, yeah. Oceanfront. Rick Hall is probably one of the nicest guys I know. Um, some people may not understand him, um, and Rick Hall just keeps his guys busy. And and like I always think to myself when he talks to me, I'm like, damn, like. You gotta keep these guys who are big subcontractors. You gotta keep that. Like I've watched. What, I'm not a construction guy. I don't mm -hmm. know, but I pay attention. Like that's a lot of pressure. You gotta have a lot of work, dude. I gotta be honest with you. It's a lot of people don't see that, no. and 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 it lands on my shoulders where I'm thinking every day, like man, like I gotta get that next job just because these guys gotta go to work. They got families. They got mortgages. Mm -hmm. They got this. So. You know, you hear a number like $4 million in revenue, dude. It's like... Yeah, it's not that much. That's feeding no. a lot of families. Yeah, yeah. That's not... Yep. You know what I mean? And that's buying a lot of material, which is a whole nother yeah. problem that which we're going through. It's going through, right through the roof. Yeah, inflation. Crazy. Up and down. One yeah. day it's we 10%, got it. one day it's 5% more. It's crazy. Yeah, How do you we, price those jobs? So well, now we have 30 days in our contracts. We didn't yeah. in that's the beginning a good of Corona, point. and we kind of got screwed a little bit. We definitely lost money on a lot of jobs. A lot. A lot of jobs. But, but that's a... I got to be honest with you. That's, That's another turning point. Doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. We we had contracts that we should have walked away from because we knew before we put the first nail in. You that we, that lose so we lost money, but we didn't. Instantly. But we didn't mm -hmm. because of reputation, and it's tough, man. Because you know you just don't know what's going on with the fluctuations with the market. Mm -hmm. And uh, so how but, do you, so how do you move this forward, right? Like you guys have a business, you understand that there's there's a need for it. Um, you now have a, a son who's a stud and, and, and helping you out and, and grabbing some pressure off your shoulders, right? Because Nino is definitely doing that for you. Yep. Uh, you now have a daughter in the business, right? You, she probably wants to get married one day and, and, and have her own family. What do you do to continue to ascend and also make sure that you're profitable from a good guy's perspective? Yeah, you got to just keep growing. And you got to just keep going forward. Like, it's funny, you, you know, most people would look at our business right now and say, man, I wish one day I could be there. And that's a really good thing. I'm not saying it's bad. And I'm super proud and, and humble that I am here. But I look at where we're at. We're still not there. And I go, dude, this we is got just the beginning, man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just the beginning because with him and with Brooke that's on board now, and, and where we're going with this, and now what we just started doing is we, we're just going national. We're now we're designing basements all over the country. So, so with that, so you're going national, and, and in my business, like virtual reality and the pandemic and all that stuff, like now I'm talking to a guy in Montana who's building these houses for these people living in California that are billionaires. Mm -hmm. Like this guy can now be my client in the, in, in the, in the uh, you know in the financial planning space. I don't yeah. want to say too much because compliance comes ask me. <laughs> You know, like, how do you scale that to nationally? Like, you guys live here in, in, in Point and, and Brick and, like... Yeah, man, it's funny, like, the, the whole COVID, you know, pandemic pl changed the whole nature of the business where you originally, like, you know, I was thinking almost very narrow-minded, like, that, you know, okay, yeah, I'm in central New Jersey, maybe I could expand in North Jersey or South Jersey, and now, all of a sudden, we realize, like, during that time, during lockdown, 
I immediately jumped on. I'm like, all right, we got we to gotta do something different here. I started doing virtual estimates. That's Nobody what really changed it. Changed. It saved you a lot of time. So tell me about that real quick. So I went from, imagine this, right? On a normal day, I, I, I got to do five estimates a day. I leave seven o'clock in the morning. I drive North Jersey. I do one. I go here. I do another. So I'm, inefficient. So inefficient. miles a day. Yes, did that, for, tw did that for 20 years, right? How crazy is that? That uh -huh. like overnight, like it's overnight. Now all of a sudden I'm, I could do 10 appointments and not get out of my pajamas if I didn't want to. Yeah, I get it. And, and by the way, they're getting the exact same service. Yep. Literally, I'm not kidding you. Uh -huh. Same thing. I say these people all the time. They're like, well, how's this going to work if we're going to be on a FaceTime? I go, I go, think about it like this, right? You're going to take your camera and walk around your basement. It's no different than if I was standing next to you. The only thing we're missing is the interaction so, and I can't shake your hand. So time out. I'm going to bring you back because I'm a virtual guy. I'm doing, obviously, this fireside chat. My father-in-law, which I love to death, he's a very, very, very successful guy in the Amex world. He fucking hates social media. He's yeah. probably about your age. Yep. What in your mind allowed you to go and do that? Was it a forced nature because of the pandemic or was it? Dude, you either evolve or get left behind. I don't care if you love mm -hmm. it or hate it. It's happening. And customers didn't it's want us happening. going to their house. Did you feel like because that was happening that Nina was going to be less successful because he didn't understand the way that you did it? Oh, or? hell no, man. Yeah. It, it, I like... I'm the one, like, I'm not fighting what's going on. You know, just, you know, listen, you, you can equate it to shit like, you know, think about when I'm a kid, man, I'm playing my rock music, and I got Led Zeppelin blasting in the basement, and my mother's coming down, shut that shit off, like, it's horrible music, right? Like, because she didn't understand it, right? Mm -hmm. Same thing now, same analogy, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you can't just not understand it. Just because you don't understand it doesn't mean it's not going to be happening. But you, I, I feel like you're a leader, right? And this is my opinion, just, just meeting you tonight. You're not concerned about Pat. You're actually concerned about Nino. Hundred daughter. Uh -huh. What's your name? Yeah. Bro well, I got, Brooke, I got three other daughters. Sure, but I'm but, saying, but Brooke's Brooke involved in this. Involved yeah. in this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Brooke, you're a guy that has said, hey, listen, these young guys figured it out. So the guy who invented Alibaba, mm -hmm. I don't know what his name is. Do you Jack remember? His, what's his name? Jack Ma. Jack Ma. Jack yeah. Ma. He went. He went. He disappeared for a while. You know, yeah. Chinese government's great people. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> maybe not. Yeah. And uh, you know, Jack Ma invented Alibaba, and he said, "You need to listen to young people." Yep. And I swear to fucking God, I said it all the time. I'm like, I, I these guys who are my partners, and I love them. They're super successful, but like, listen to me. And a lot of times I feel like Eve goes, how, how did you remove your ego and say, that's not what I, I think I should be doing for Nino, for my daughter, for the family. Dude, for it's real simple, man. If you want to succeed. So these high school kids that were doing stuff that I didn't understand, they're now 80% of my customers. They're 30 years old. They're buying houses. They're spending money. You know what I mean? If I was and like- And a lot of my buddies too. They're our electricians, carpenters. Great Graduated point, high man. school with them. Now they're working for us. Now yeah. they're full-time jobs, making crazy money. And what do I and keep saying? You know, I love the idea that he keeps bringing in this young blood. They think different. They do things different. Mm -hmm. I pay attention to it. all of it. You have to, man. Yeah. You have to, because if you don't, you're getting left behind. So, I'm gonna fast forward a little bit. Um, I want to talk about something specific because I it caught my eye. My dad's a Packers fan. My friend Don, who's here tonight, is a Packers fan. Like, you guys do some really unique shit. Like, like anybody who wants to, and, and this is what I love about your company, not only that you guys are great dudes, father-son team, which I love, 
like you can go dial in to what somebody's thinking and then grab your vision because a lot of times people who love something they don't have the they don't have no. the visionary or they skills. Have tunnel vision to yeah. think it's supposed to be something yeah yeah they don't they don't really fully understand the whole spectrum mm -hmm. so you have this packers basement yeah. like talk about that like that place is fucking sick yeah you know what though I, you look at that and you go it's sick and, and i hate the packers because i'm a cowboys fan <laughs> that's why i caught that shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but, but, no, no listen and i'm not trying to like like downplay that but like for us that's another day at the office because all we're saying is like we're taking your passion and we're just saying all right how do we bring your passion to, to make it the sickest mm -hmm. thing that makes you happy you know, it's so funny, like, we go to one basement, man, we build the sickest deer, we walk out, we're like, wow, this is the sickest basement. And we'll post it on, like, YouTube, and God's like, that looks like shit, you guys are idiots. You know, but Who the fuck are not, those guys? No, but it's not his thing. <laughs> fuck them. No, but you don't, no. Who does guys? Let's go get us. Let's turn the names up right now. Let's go get us. Dude, you, you, it's impossible to insert me, yeah. assault me. Maybe you can't. But, but my point is you this. You got too much love in your heart. No, but, but my point is this, like, to him, like that might have been the ugliest colors and the ugliest theme and the ugly and but but I can then go to him and build him something that he would go is it's amazing. About your client. Mm -hmm. You just gotta listen, man. You gotta build what's right for them, and uh, it's it, you just gotta. And and the thing is, every basement I say to him every day, every day, man, we gotta be better than we were yesterday. So all we gotta do. So so all what, we gotta do. So Nina, day. what is your main role today in, in the company? Right now, I'm project manager, and I go on all the estimates. So, so explain the, that what that means to people that that, that might not understand. Yeah, so project, project manager is you get assigned a job. We have a couple project managers on our crew, and then I have that job from start to finish. I do the design, I do the architectural drawings, I manage all the guys that go to the job. And I just make sure that job and the customer are happy and the job's running smooth. Not as easy as it sounds. No, it's no, not. I, I, it I is know not. it's not. Because I got to order all the material. I got to take material list. I got to I got to do everything. The average simple basement's 137 steps. You got to manage every yep. single one of them. We figured that yeah, out step by step. A lot how, of steps. How, how did you figure out how many steps? We sat down one day. We, Long time. Yeah, yeah. It took him a while. And then I started. we started yeah. making a lot of steps. Yeah, yeah. So, you guys, you guys have a well-oiled machine, and yeah. I think that a lot of times in business, like we get caught up on the sale, we get uh -huh. caught up on this, and then you have, you have the, like in my business, I have systems, I have people, I have my operations guy, I then have the the girls in process business, and then it goes. I'm a systems guy. Yeah, yeah. systems matter. I'm a systems. It does guy. matter because yeah. if you don't have a nice system, your company is not going to succeed. Yeah, we on the outside, diversified ourselves by making the steps. No contractors have steps; they just go in, get a job, do the job. Sometimes it's wrong. Sometimes they do it wrong. We, so we figured it out. So talking in 2021, where do you think the majority of your business comes from? Social media. 100%. And word of mouth. But social referral. media. Yeah, referrals Refer are very referral big. Referral and social media. Mm -hmm. I personally think that I'm going to gain at least 100 followers from you guys. And I, I swear to God, I did not realize how many followers that you had prior to Jamie saying, you need to talk to Pat. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like... That to me is a is a testament to like who you guys are as a family, as a business. Like I I see no negative shit mm -hmm. about you guys. Like that's fucking I awesome. Appreciate that. And, and 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 kudos to you guys. Where do you guys see finished basements going? So, a, a question I like to throw out to my guests is: All right, you're at four million now. Where do you see this place in 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 seven to ten years? Yeah. So so again, it's not all about the revenue for me. It's all. It's about like the lifestyle. So I don't want to be doing a hundred million dollars a year Great and have no life. Yeah, I really don't, man. I, I mean it. I, it's not about money. It, if it, you make it about money alone, you, you, you're really you're failing. You're failing. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah. 
You know, you know what I mean? Like we talked about, I think, before we even got started, yeah. you know, the, the trying to find that happy medium from like what you're making and your, and your quality of life. And, and for me, the most important thing in the world, and I'm learning this as I get older, is the quality of life. Because yeah. if I'm, you know, if I'm working 100 hours a week for the rest of my life, with God knows how long that'll be, what kind of quality of life? And I saw that? you went away with your wife. Your wife's name is? Maria. Maria. Yeah. Recently, and I was like, this guy, Pat, is happy. <laughs> Dude, I got to tell you, man, I'm very fortunate. I have a great wife that is very supportive. And we are at the point right now where we do travel a lot. And we're spending some time, you know, like... You have a stud son that's stepping in. Well, uh -huh. that helps a lot, too. Yeah. That helps a lot, too. But So uh, talk about... I, I want to switch gears quick. Talk about the wives, right? Because I have a beautiful wife, Kelly, who is, you know, she's pregnant now. We haven't talked about that much publicly, but it's out there now. And, nice. Congrats. Um, thank you. Second second kid in the family, and uh, I'm a go-getter. I, I want to win. I'm yep. a killer. I want to beat you. I want to beat Hit Nino. I yep. want to beat the guy over here. Like, I want to win. Yep. Um, and then you ha how do you find that space where you're like, you know, this woman is going to support everything I'm doing. Like, like let's let's put her on a pedestal because I think that's super important. Listen, you, it's it, it's probably one of the hardest things you could do um, when you're trying to be an, uh, you're an entrepreneur and you're trying to run a business because you got to balance that personal life. And I got to be honest, I wasn't very good at it my whole yeah, life. It's I hard, really re very hard, man. Yeah, and and completely challenging and. I, you know, I'd hope that because you had that mail in you. You're like, like, listen, I gotta go work, provide work, work. for my family. Yeah. No, no, it's not just hard work. It's like, I'm the guy that's gonna go out. I'm gonna catch the fish. I'm gonna hunt the bear. I'm exactly. gonna, I'm gonna get the deer. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm gonna bring back provide. food. I'm, I'm gonna provide for family. So you get an anxiousness in your body. I do. I, I fully I, do. 100. Oh, yeah. I get an anxiousness in my body. Like my wife wants to, after she has this kid, come back from teaching because teaching is fucking absurd because she wants to get this bullshit vaccine yep. so where's women's rights right now like right exactly you know, she has to get a vaccine don't she's it, fucking man. pregnant fuck so that. never don't do, do it, it. Bro, i don't fucking deviate no yeah. fuck that so like how do you have this like like let's let's talk about the lady for a second like how great was your wife in supporting everything that you did dude the, the fact that she put up with me to get here yeah. You, know, you know what I mean? Too many. I see Leggy this long. <laughs> <laughs> listen, you know, I mean, listen, you know, I guess early on she knew what she signed up for. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and it's hard, man. And, and I think back, at, you know, I made a lot of mistakes. Don't get me wrong during that time, you know. But the biggest thing, we're going to double back to when I closed down that commercial business because it was her. It was really her that launched this basement business. Why? I'll tell you why. Because previously when I was younger, I used to love finishing basements, right? You were caught up in the micro. And I, was, I used to love doing it. And she used to see me like enjoying that, but it really, it wasn't my business. We were doing $15 million in commercial business, right? That was, but, but she seen that I was happy doing that. So now I shut the business down, you know, everybody's going to be unemployed. We're closing everything down and the reality hits. And I walk in that office, like I was saying earlier, and I go, oh, fuck, we're broke. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we weren't broke, but we were all yeah, of a sudden, there was no more income. Yep. And I go, what the fuck are we going to do now? We just bought a new house. You know, my oldest daughter was just going into high school. I, my three other kids were young. I mean, how old were you at the time when Nicole was going in high school? You were in grammar school. Yeah, five. How many kids do you have total? Four. Four, Four and two What's grandkids. Names? Two grandkids. Let's throw them out there. So, so my oldest is Nicole. Amazing. She had it the roughest, man, because... She, you know, we weren't as doing as well, good. She grew way. up living in the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> she grew up. Yeah. She grew up. Trailer where? So that was my first house, man. Let's talk about proud, the trailer. Proud where at? It, man. Where at? We had wheels. <laughs> yeah. Hook <laughs> it up to the truck and leave. <laughs> That's fucking awesome, hey, man. man. Um, you guys are fucking I great, own it. man. Uh, 
Yeah, but but anyhow, so it was Nicole, and then my second oldest is Brooke. Um, Nicole, first of all, very successful high school math teacher. She had it tough, man. That's my wife's math teacher. Yeah, she's she's amazing. And, uh, you know, like in high school, she was working. She had to work. She had to pay for her car payment. She paid. She did shit that, like, my youngest daughter didn't have to go yeah, through. Yeah, she doesn't understand. Different mm-hmm. worlds they grew up in, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So so I got mad respect for her. I'm going to have to stop you again. Yeah. So, like, that's a big fear of me as a dad, right? So I come from absolutely nothing. My dad was a great, hardworking man. He drove an oil truck, made probably $18 an hour at the time when I was a young kid. Mm-hmm. My mom did activities in, in uh, um, the older space called, uh, you know, assisted living. Yeah. How did you figure out, like, all right, I'm going to make sure that I take this to the next level, but I want to make sure that my kid currently understands that the work I did, right? So the guy that came, or the girl that came later on, or Nino that came later on, he felt the effects of, like, me killing it and my grind. How did you work through that as a dad? Dude, it's like anything else, man. Lead by example. Don't tell them what you're supposed to do, what you have to do. Do it and they'll follow. You know what I mean? Nicole, she seen me working my ass off. So when she went and got a job at 16 years old and she paid her own car payments and she was in college and paying her own stuff, she did it because she seen me working hard. And she knew I didn't have the money to pay that stuff. And Mm -hmm. if she wanted it, she had to earn it. And she did it and it made her the person she is today and I respect that so much because, you know, and then obviously as each kid came, you know, our lives were getting a little better and they were having it a little bit easier, but the work ethic didn't change. My yeah. second oldest, um, you know, Brooke, she was at 23 years old. She started a franchise, super successful. She did her thing. How did she start that? Drive, man. She wanted it. She seen it. Did she you had help the vision. Fund it? What's that? Did you help fund it? No, a little bit, but it, I can't take credit, man. It, I, I love to take credit. I'll take credit for maybe giving her the work ethic and making her who she was. But, but that's kids, like she, she ended up selling with how many franchises? Yeah, it, 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 you know, a lot of things went crazy, man. That's a whole other story with the pandemic hitting when she was kind of like at her peak and, you know, nobody going in a restaurant. So, you know, that might be a whole other uh, podcast. We're going to have to have her on. but anyhow um but i'm just talking about her as a person and you know successful and then you know then nino now comes along and he's got to live up to these two sisters that are extremely successful i don't think he's married and and he i read i don't think he's married (laughs) yeah Yeah, Yeah, i don't think he's married it's all good and then uh his youngest sister uh you know gianna She's on a plane right now. Coming All back you fucking Italians. Yeah. Gianna, Gianna, Nicole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm half Irish, half Italian. Yeah. So I, roll, I roll with you guys. It's funny. So you guys are like already just awesome. And you, you've, you've already provided so many value to the people that like maybe take the leap and they think differently about the cubicle or, or the, the traditional you know, route. Where do you guys see finished basements going? Nino, I want to hear from you first, outside of your dad. Where do you see finished basements going? I want a top-line revenue number. I want what you think you can provide to your personal family and, and also creating jobs in the U.S. Because I'm a big patriotic guy. Uh-huh. I think that more people need to fucking double down on small business and say, fuck you to the government. Amen, that's bro. the biggest I, shit. I, 100% agree. I, will, I support every small business. So does mm-hmm. he. We'll go to dinner at a mom and pop all day over a chain. Oh, yeah. Like, 
we're All big day. supporters of anything local. Nino, tell me. So from the start for that, so I see this company maybe in five years bringing in six to seven million. Um, and then after that, I think it's going to be way more successful because I think this company is an easier company to franchise because it's more of just a business model and we figured out that business model. So if we were to franchise So franchise company, is what you want to do? Yes. So if Why? We, and well, we could... It could be a franchising, but uh, if we were to franchise it, we would still be the designers and creators. So if, let's say there's jobs going on in Wyoming, California. We would go out there and design the job, take on the job, do the whole design uh, service. I do all the architectural drawings, and then I just give that to another contractor, and then the contractor takes over that job and finishes all of it. So you, you see the scale. Yes, you want to run around the scale. Yeah, because no one else in this country does finish basements like us. No I, one really I, does I, focus. I, I swear to God, I, I, I am the most honest fucking guy ever. Yeah. I tell you, if you guys suck dick, <laughs> yeah. you, you suck. <laughs> I, like, I would respect that. Yeah, I'm the worst. <laughs> like, like, you guys build sick shit. So, mm -hmm. like, I get that. Like, you're trying to say, hey, listen, what we're doing is replicable. Exactly. Like we, can, we can replicate it. Yeah, and no one else does it. No one does it. Yes. Everyone does everything. Like, it's not a jack of all trades, but someone will build a house and someone will do their basement. Then maybe someone will do a porch. We just do basements. We'll focus on basements. In my business, you can be the special needs guy, you can be the tax guy, you yeah. can be the investment guy. Like, I, I get it, man. Like, yeah, exactly. So, what, what do you do to, to minus your dad? Pat's mm -hmm. not here. What do you do? What, what are you doing that's innovative, that's different than Pat? So I'm trying to kind of diversify the company and get all the younger employees, bring all the guys in, and we're posting more How? on social media. How? Right? Bringing on talent stuff. That's right the now. hardest part, actually, yeah. because right now no one wants to fucking work. Everyone wants to sit on their ass and collect unemployment. So we even offer guys. Thank Biden for that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We'll Fuck offer him. guys, we'll pay you cash and you can get unemployment and come work for us. Guys still don't want to work. Let's go, Brandon. The IRS yeah. might get mad at that, but still, no one even wants to come and work. It's crazy. So that's the hardest point. So we try to find the guys to work for us and try to bring this company to be more successful because the younger generation is kind of taking now, over. Now, do you fixate on what you can't get or do you fixate on what you're trying to do? Can't get for what? Staff, help. So, are, you, are you trying to just chase down? Like Bubba Coos, right? Yes. Which you guys know, Bubba Coos people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, in my opinion, Bubba Coos is, is expanding while it's a tough market of yes, getting it is this, a tough market but mm -hmm. they they keep expanding Dude, exactly like i got mad respect for what they're doing right now and you know the you know my son yeah, chris yeah. i was his cfo there and i've met with chris he's a sharp guy yep. no he's a, i tried to botch him up but he's sharp no <laughs> you, you ain't tripping that kid up he, that kid's a genius uh -huh. I, I i'm so blessed that he's my oldest daughter's husband and my grandchildren's father that kid's a genius, man, and uh, but they're you know, so successful because their business model and how they work. Hundred percent, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so they—that's they, a great business model. But you're right; they're not looking back. They're not looking, going like, "Oh, we can't make it." They're—they're they're cutting through. You so can't you, look at that point. So if you, you look at you, that point, you, you'll you fail. guys are thinking generational wealth. And, exactly. And, and like, and and in my in my eyes, like when I've dealt with guys that are successful, and I'm doing dynasty trust, charitable LLC, I'm doing all these complex things that like compliance calm down. I'm not saying it's it's for everybody. I think that what Pat, your father, is trying to build and what you're trying to take over, like you have a lot of shoes to fill. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, I personally in, in a short time span think that you're you're the guy to do it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So like what's the vision? So like you said, the generational wealth. We want to make this generational wealth. We want to make a lot of money and bring in a lot of money. So any of us could sit down and make a couple hundred thousand dollars a year doing bullshit companies, making bullshit money. But 
to make that fuck you money and make really good money and be successful, we have to work hard, work our asses off, and have a good system to provide for people to make a lot of money. That's awesome. That's I the love hardest it. point. Mm -hmm. So, you know, to, 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 to close this all down, because right, we can all go forever. Oh, yeah. And you guys have been great. <laughs> um, I asked two questions. Um, first, I want both of you to name a local business, whether it's close to you, Monmouth, Ocean County, whatever it is. Nino, give me a business in Monmouth or Ocean County that you look up to or you see as a rising star that you love and you want to shout out. Actually, one of them is Local Smoke Barbecue. They're in Red Bank. They have a couple locations. Great barbecue place. I think Local Smoke did my firm's really? thing. I, I, I but there's no barbecue places like that around. No, but I, 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 did, I literally think that they did our firm's fucking lunch recently. Really? Like they killed Great barbecue. Fucking delicious. Phenomenal. Can't find any barbecue like that around. I mean, and they off. can make a lot of money in, in New Jersey, New York, anywhere around here. No barbecue like that around. I, I literally think like I, I may barbecue. be off. People no, will challenge right. me because they and, like the challenge. And, and my right. boy from Alabama, he went to school for uh, four years in Alabama. Yeah, I would eat barbecue every single day. barbecue we went to all the time? That was the best. Um, what well, was the name of that place? Right they had the... Campus. That we also get with the bread. Know, there with the white like bread. We used to get the white yeah, bread. Yeah, that one was, was good. I don't know why I can't think of the name. We used to bring home his barbecue think of it once in podcast. Yeah, he knows barbecue. Oh, yeah, I eat barbecue every day. Pat. So it's a great question, man. Um, you know, there's so many good local businesses around, and I'm such a big supporter of it. Um, you know, obviously, my daughter, who, you know, with the with the Fruit of Balls right now, she just has her one local store in uh, Freehold. Now that she's not involved in the whole franchise and, you know, move from that. But and then I think of Bubba Coos with my son-in-law. Like, I love seeing like I watched him take that. And don't get me wrong, man. Paul and those guys are just amazing, man. I've met with them. I've had lunch with them. And, you know, they're great. But I think what Chris brings to that table, man, and I think they recognize it, too. He's a game changer, man. I yeah. love seeing uh, what they're doing. Paul is a, uh, a friend of mine. I wouldn't say a great friend, but I, I think we're great friends. I think him and I, I, I think on the same page. Um, Bubba Q's is going to the next level. Oh, yeah. 100%. They're going to the next level. I love dude. watching it happen. Yeah. Because I, I like just, to talk I shit to Paul because he's, 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 he's a chip on the shoulder. He's never lost that chip. And I, and I always ask myself, because I'm a chip on the shoulder guy, mm -hmm. is that bad that you have the chip on the shoulder? Like, I don't know if it isn't Paul. Like, and he has a partner who's very mellow, and, and, yeah. and that yin and yang works. Yep. Um, those are two great businesses mm -hmm. that you guys Another one, out. Jersey Mike's. It's already nationwide, oh, dude, but they're crazy, still going to succeed and make crazy money. Yeah. Now they're in Alabama. After Joe visited me, and uh, now yeah. they came to Alabama. Now it's they have so two funny, stores man. in Alabama. You're right. It's pretty so, cool. So you're but right. They're going they're in everywhere. Alabama because of you. Yeah, because, but there are no yeah. subs, shops or anywhere in Alabama. It's crazy. Listen, but he, mm -hmm. he's a great story, though, man. Yeah, great story. Because he was a wrestler, borrowed money from his high school wrestling coach. Yeah. Everybody knows the story. Yeah. I know. Like, I respect the shit Peter, out of that. Peter, get on the show, Let's dude. Let's go, Peter. Stop Come on, man. man. Get on the fucking what show. Where you live? You live five miles from I here. didn't do anything wrong. I'm a clean guy. Get on the show. <laughs> Ian, my buddy Ian, his mom is actually the head of... Um, Marketing for Jersey Mike's. They're, yeah, so very she's, she's been in Peter's ear, and I, I think he's going to be on the show. I think he's personally, I believe he's going to come on the show. Um, you know, Sean from Finns and Pat yeah. and these guys. Well, are also, also another on. great company, man. Yeah. Love them. Great so company. happy I just moved a mile from one of their locations. Yeah, <laughs> Finns is great. Hawaii Five O, the best. Oh, the best man. one. Can't compare. Guys, to you. honestly, I, I really uh, appreciate I your time. Uh, I swear to you. God, I fucking love you guys. I feel this like we're brothers. <laughs> I feel like past my dad. <laughs> You guys are true, honest, good dudes, and, that, and like honestly, I love this fucking. Sh I, when when I'm gonna come on soon, 
in the next two, three, five episodes, whatever it is, and tell my story. Most people don't know it. Um, I love you guys. Cool, you guys man. are good dudes. Awesome. Um, we appreciate you having you. us I appreciate on, it. This is, this is actually fun. Real good time. I'm the blessed guy to have <laughs> you on. <laughs> really you guys cool. are killing it, man. I, yeah. I'm a nobody in the social media Dude, space we're just and, getting started, yeah. man. Yeah. We're you, just getting started. You, Nino, your daughter, <laughs> everything you're doing. And, and, and you know, in my, in my space... Um, it's measured by money sometimes, and, and, and you guys are not measured by money. Nope. No. And, it's just a piece of paper. And, and money's coming to you by the droves because of what you guys do and mm-hmm. what you guys are. And the father-son team, and, and I'll, I'll quickly touch on that before we close out. Father-son teams, it's rarely passes from one generation to the next. Yeah. It really does. Um, you have to have the proper planning, mm-hmm. succession yep. planning, and all those things in place. And uh, I can already tell, I swear to fucking God, I, I do not kiss ass. I'm, I'm actually probably a dick at times. <laughs> you, you guys are going to succeed wildly because um, your dad has no ego, man. Yep. Yeah. Your dad has no ego. Mm-hmm. And the old guys in his space usually have ego. Big, biggest big ego. Time. Yep, I Everybody. see it every day. All day, man. Yeah, I went on estimates the other day, and there's five guys in the basement, all guys his age. We got the job. I tried selling it to the customer, but they had the biggest ego. I heard them talking to the customer. I was like, these guys sound like idiots because they think they're the best. They think they know everything. But you got to listen to the customer and hear bro, everything out. This kid is wise beyond hey, his hey, years, I, bro. I, I, I'm I, telling you. Way I, beyond his years. You know, I, I've put an emphasis on your dad because he's he's the star of this, but you're you're a sharp dude. Thank you. You're paying attention. Like, mm-hmm. I, again, I do not give compliments, you know. Easily. Thank you. Uh, you guys are killing it, and, and I really appreciate you coming on the Fireside Dude, we're, Chats. you know what, man? We're enjoying it. That's yeah. the most important thing. Yeah. It's enjoying very, a ride. It's very rare that somebody could, like, make a living at what they love. I swear to you, man, I, I love, and he does too, designing a basement. Oh, yeah. I can I tell. Love it's when great. I'm done I can tell. And the uh-huh. customer's happening. We took a video last night of a basement. I know you're trying to wrap up. These people were so happy, dude. I got the goosebumps. I'm like, man, we just made these people Those like lives. so exactly. happy. Yeah. I've had people cry. A husband and wife, man. We bullshit little $30,000 basement, man. And the woman was in tears. She's like, I dreamed of this my whole life. I'm like, that's crazy, man. Like yeah. that we, mm-hmm. you know, love shit like that. Yeah. And, and I can tell that you guys truly mean that. And, yeah. And that awesome. means a lot. And, and a guy, again, dude, listen, I'm a nobody on Instagram. Ryan Robbins, Evan, who helped me create this and think this whole fireside chat thing in, we're going to the next fucking level. Oh, yeah. Because you, we're man. fucking honing in on people like you guys. Uh-huh. Thank you for coming. Fireside chats. Check out these guys' full version. It's going to be awesome. Thanks, Thank guys. You. Thank, you, Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you, man. Great night. Thank you.